Father Abraham had many sons. Shut up. Many sons had Father Abraham. Be quiet. I am one of them, and so are you. You're a chick. <laughs> so let's just praise the Lord. No, yeah. Remember the Bible tapes? <laughs> yes, I do. Remember the Bible tapes to get us to shut up during car rides? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, where you're playing with the big boys now. I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And this week we are talking about the 1998 DreamWorks animated film, The Prince of Egypt. Guys, welcome to Bible Stories Month. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, guys, that's going to be the theme for this month. We're going to be doing some of our uh, favorite biblical films and narratives. You know, one of them might not be so biblical. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see if we're, we have enough energy to do a fourth this month. <laughs> oh my god. Before we get started, don't forget, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. You can write the show at Kicking and Streaming Podcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. Please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet, folks. We want everyone to come and join our little watch party. Have you guys subscribed to us on Patreon yet? Are you a little onion at the five? Oh my god, guys, for just $5 a month, you can now listen to our very first TV coverage on the Patreon. Uh, we did Golden Girls. Girls. Oh God, and we've got great more. Great more. We've got more great content coming for you at the Patreon. Oh my God, we're we're doing TV. We're doing long form. We're doing you know maybe some things outside of the timeline. Some special episodes. It's great, guys. For just five dollars a month, you get all that extra content. Guys, check out the link down below. It's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun time. In a world of power and mystery. A child is discovered by a queen. Come, Ramesses. We will show Pharaoh your new baby brother, Moses. And raised in the family of a mighty dynasty. Second born, second place. Not for long. They were the sons of a king. One was born to rule. I bear the weight of my father's crown. The other was chosen to lead. And you are not a prince of Egypt. What did you say? Ask the man that you call father. Can't stay here any longer. Moses! No! All I've ever known to be true is a lie. Let go of your contempt for life before it destroys everything you hold dear. I will not be the weak link. Soldiers! They're coming! There shall be a great cry in all of Egypt, such as never has been or ever will be again. Ramesses, let my people go! Discover the mystery. Experience the majesty. Believe in miracles. Feel the power of the greatest adventure of all time. The Prince of Egypt. Guys, I gotta be honest, like, 
uh, this movie's rad. This is like one of the earliest DreamWorks projects that's like huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like the most anticipated movie that year. I, uh, this is another VHS favorite of ours as well from childhood. Wore that tape out. Just watched it over and over and over again. We've probably seen this movie. This is probably like, I don't know, at least top 20 movies repeated in our lives. <laughs> oh my God. Somewhere, probably in the top 10. But guys, this production... The music, the talent, it's a little white. Uh, very white. And obviously, you know, it's based lo- very loosely on the biblical book of Exodus, which is my favorite book of the Bible, not because I love the actual book of Exodus, but because I love the Prince of Egypt or the story <laughs> oh, of it. God. You know what I mean? No, that's the thing. Like, whether you believe in what the Bible says or not, or if you believe in God or not, this is an amazing story. Moses, you know, he was one of, oh, what a prophet. <laughs> oh, what a prophet he turned out to be. The deliverer. Yeah. Liberated the Israelites from the horrible, powerful yoke of Egypt. Oh, God. Guys, here's the thing. Here's what I intellectualized watching it this time. This is, like, one of the first movies that, like, ever actually gave me, like, some idea of what slavery was actually like. Oh, yeah, when you when you learn that early age, yeah. This movie's brutal. I know. And the thing is, guys, if, if you're listening, if you're a listener and you're a Christian, we're not trying to be offensive today. We just have our own reactions, or rather, Ross has his own reactions. This is a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. We're gonna try our best to stick to the movie, but you know, guys, with the power of three separate directors, Brenda Chapman, Simon Wells, and Steve Hickner, uh, the music... Oh, the score to this movie, guys. It puts you in another world. It puts you in another time. You know, this is one of the few films in our lives that actually has us believing in the power of God. I mean, yeah, like, it is it, it is spiritual in nature, not just religious. This score is done by none other than the lovely Hans Zimmer. Oh, guys, Hans Zimmer. And the music and lyrics to some of this score songs is done by none other than accredited theater composer Stephen Schwartz. Stephen Schwartz! You know, Pippin. Godspell. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Wicked. Uh, yeah, Wicked. I forgot about Wicked, <laughs> which is crazy because that's the best one. I know. I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited. Guys, we're mostly here for the musical aspect. For real! <laughs> this music makes you feel things. Now, granted, you know, this did make almost $250 million. I'll bet. And I think we can all see why. And you know, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> of really? course it is. December 18th, 1998. Did you know that this has actually been adapted for the stage? In London, right? Uh-huh. On the West End. I mean, what a horrible time to adapt it, though. 2020. Oh, I man. I don't think it got off the ground very uh, very easily. Um, but, you know, we'll have to check out more about that. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely have to check out more about that. Guys, uh, you might have guessed it, but we... We have names today. We have a bunch of uh, white people. Yeah, a bunch of white people voicing Egyptians and Hebrews. Uh, Voicing Moses and God today. In probably and hopefully his only kicking and streaming appearance. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. You don't think so? Absolutely not. We have Val Kilmer. (sighs) He's in my favorite of the 90s Batmans, which is Batman Forever. Oh, okay. Oh, I see why he'll be back. (laughs) And then there's also Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He's in that movie about the doors, called The Doors. He was in um, (laughs) Tombstone. Does not do his own singing. Not everyone in the score today does their own singing. 
singing. Yeah, no. Val Kilmer being one of them. Yeah, thank you, A. McByram. Yeah, he's contributed for Shrek, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, Pocahontas, Hercules, Mulan, <laughs> oh my The God. Road to El Dorado, The Matrix, The Phantom of the Opera. Wow, he's just all over the place. <laughs> hey, Jesus Christ, superstar. <laughs> Guys, voicing Ramesses today... We have Ray Fine. None other than the Dark Lord Voldemort himself. I have a question. Why do we call him Ray when his name is obviously Ralph? Would you want to be called Ralph? <laughs> okay. Would you want to be called Ralph? Unless right. you were an animated character. <laughs> Would you rather be called Ray than Ralph or uh, Ralph than Ray? All right, you've made your point. He does do his own singing today. Hi, Ray. Hi, Ray. Thanks for doing your own singing. Guys, he's been in uh, Wuthering Heights, Schindler's List, Made in Manhattan... Um, Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. God damn it. Which we will rip apart someday just to laugh about it. The boy who lived. <laughs> come to die. Stop. <laughs> Please welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, Ms. Michelle Pfeiffer herself. She's playing Zipporah, Moses' wife. Guys, she was with us when we did Grease 2. She was with us when she was uh, Velvet Von Tussle in Hairspray. Yep, so she's definitely doing her own singing today. Oh, guys. Catwoman. Oh my god! Uh, Selena Kyle, my little heart. She's in Age of Innocence, White Oleander, Dangerous Minds. Stardust! Okay. <laughs> you always want to mention Stardust. Because <laughs> it's the best! You know, she's in that upcoming Showtime series called The First Lady. Oh, that's right. Where Viola Davis is doing Michelle Obama. Yes, ma'am! Michelle is playing uh, Betty Ford. Yes. I'm, I'm excited to see how that how that works out. Please welcome to Kicking and Streaming, Miss Sandra Bullock. She is voicing Miriam today. Has she been with us before? I don't think so. Uh, she This was like pre-Miss Congeniality, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, that's right. And it, it's just voice work, too. So. Yeah, she does not do her own singing today. She is uh, Her singing voice is done by Sally Dworsky. Obviously, you know Sandra Bullock from great white savior films like The Blind Side, <laughs> where she played Leanne Tui. She won an Academy Award for that white savior film, Ocean's 8, The Heat. Uh, like you said, Miss Congeniality, I love the heat, and oh, no. we, we must cover the heat. I paid to see the heat three times. <laughs> it was great. She's in Bird Box. Alternatively, I like to title it, What's the Entity? <laughs> um, while You Were Sleeping, Hope Floats, A Time to Kill. She's great. I do love Sandra Bullock. Fun fact, we are just one degree of separation from Sandra Bullock. That's right. Sandra Bullock was in the same theater troupe as our father at Washington <laughs> Lee High School in the late 70s early 80s. Like my dad partied with Sandra Bullock. He passed her a joint one time. <laughs> no, other way around. She passed him a joint. Sandy! Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Hashtag they, sorry, Dad. They called her Sandy. Sandy, yeah. Oh my God. Dad said he was like watching TV one day and like this sitcom came up and then this this girl came on the set at, at the beginning of the episode and he was like, is that Sandy? <laughs> is that Sandy Bullock? <laughs> And then the credits rolled by and it said guest starring Sandy Bullock. And he was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's amazing, by the way. The little people. Please welcome, <laughs> please welcome back to Kicking and Streaming. I'm so happy about all of our all of our stars today, but I'm probably most excited to welcome back Mr. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff is voicing Aaron today. Aaron's your favorite. Uh, Aaron is my favorite character. <laughs> he is my favorite character, at least in this movie, this version of the story. Because him and Sandra Bullock are Miriam and Aaron, who are Moses' brother and sister. Yeah, and he's 
just good fun. He was in, uh, Jeff Goldblum was in Independence Day. Uh-huh. He was in Jurassic Park. Which I cannot believe we still have not done. Oh, I know, no. It's got to happen this year. Um, the Fly. Help me! Also, you might know him from Apartments.com. <laughs> I just love that Jeff Goldblum's in various ads nowadays. Also, we are welcoming back Danny Glover. <laughs> from Saw. Yeah. <laughs> Not Insidious. Not Insidious. But Saw. From Saw, Lethal Weapon. He was in The Color Purple. Angels in the Outfield. And Dream Girls. He's playing Jethro today. <laughs> That's Zipporah's dad. But doing Jethro's singing voice is Brian Stokes Mitchell. He is a Broadway whore. <laughs> right. We know him from things like Kiss Me Kate. Ragtime. He did Sweeney Todd for a stint as the title character. He's Don Quixote from The Man of La Mancha. The Man of La Mancha. He was in South Pacific. He was Don Pedro in a staging of Much Ado About Nothing. <laughs> Ryan, welcome, welcome. He was also one of Rachel Berry's gay dads on Glee. Yes, he was. I forgot about <laughs> because that. Because Ryan Murphy loves spattering the screen with Broadway stars. Guys, please welcome back to Canadian Streaming, Mr. Patrick Stewart. Guys, he is voicing Pharaoh Seti today. Seti the First. You guys, of course, know Patrick Stewart as Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise. You know him from Shakespeare shit? Yeah. He won an Olivier for his portrayal of Claudius in Hamlet on the West End in like like 2008. He's the narrator in Seth MacFarlane's Ted. Yes, he is. He's, He's been with us on the show before. He was King Gubat V in Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius when we covered that. Yes, he was. With Martin Short. Oh, yeah. Which is hilarious because (laughs) please welcome back to Kicking and Streaming, Mr. Martin Short. He is playing one of our high Egyptian priests today. He is Hoy. Yes. And playing his counterpart is another one of Martin Short's very notable co-stars. Please welcome back Mr. Steve Martin. (laughs) Playing Hotep. He was in Little Shop. Yeah, when we did Little Shop at the beginning of the year. And both of them are in Only Murders in the Building. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> You're here for it. I really am. Also, we have Helen Mirren gracing the screen today. She's voicing the queen. Queen Tuya. Yes. What's it to ya? <laughs> Stick it to ya. Stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> you'll talk about it. No, I- <laughs> you'll you'll have something to say. I know I will. <laughs> I hate it. But yeah, guys, Helen Mirren, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, The Madness of King George. The Queen and the audience. She's in the Peter Morgan Mafia. Oh yeah. All the royal family content? Yes. Absolutely. She's God's gift to movies about the royal family. Guys, in the only culturally sensitive casting today, we have Ofra Haza. She is playing Yoheben. She was the birth mother of Moses in the Bible. Yeah, she is known in the West as the Israeli Madonna. Like, okay. <laughs> for real. I feel like she is the Israeli Afra Hazah. Yeah, for real. You're right. You're not, right. Not the Israeli Madonna. You are so right. You know what I mean? Also, R.I.P. Afra Hazah. She passed away from HIV complications. Oh, no. I know. Not too long after this movie, too. Rest in peace. I know. And her voice is just immaculate. Oh, my God. Like, literally immaculate. She dubbed the song Deliver Us in, like, 17 other languages. Afra. <sighs> so, no matter what language you were watching that in you got Ofra. and like here's the other thing the artists like the people the character designers when they met her thought she was so beautiful that they designed Yoheved to look like her 
Really? Yeah. God bless. Oh, yes. Also, this is an Academy Award winner, this film. Yes, it is. For best original song. (laughs) Oh, my God. When you believe. Guys, the power ballad version with Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey. I'm dead. I'm absolutely dead. No, I know. It got, It was a huge hit on the radio. You know, this is the first DreamWorks film outside of Disney or Pixar to receive more than one Academy Award nomination behind Shrek and Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. <laughs> you will never not be hooked on the Wallace and Gromit thing. I just love that Curse of the Were-Rabbit keeps coming up. I know. It just keeps coming back. It's like the universe is saying, cover it. Cover it. Oh, we must pick it apart. <laughs> we must absolutely pick it apart. All right. Are you ready to get biblical? Yeah, I am, actually. Oh, my God, guys. All right, we get some title cards at the beginning. Oh, that's just the, the chorus. Oh, my God. It immediately puts me at immense ease before it ramps me up. The motion picture you are about to see is an adaptation of the Exodus story. While artistic and historical license has been taken, we believe that this film is true to the essence, values, and integrity of a story that is the cornerstone of faith for millions of people worldwide. The biblical story of Moses can be found in the book of Exodus. They pulled a kicking and streaming. They said, this is not your only source for this. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Go check the notes. (laughs) Go check the show notes. Read the book of Exodus. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, just, oh, especially with the trumpets. Oh, the horns in this soundtrack are out of control. We open with Deliver Us. Oh, no, we're immediately enslaved. Oh, God, these poor people, these poor Hebrews, slaving over the creation of all these idols to Pharaoh's might. crying out Mm -hmm. to be saved from all of this. There's a land you promised us. Deliver Deliver us us to the the promised land. land. Oh my god. (sighs) Meanwhile, on the outskirts of Egypt. Apartheid even in the Bible. I know. It's horrible. We have uh, Yoheved, who is the mother of three small children, Aaron, Miriam, and baby Moses. My son. I have nothing I can give But this chance that you may live I pray we'll meet again If it 
She's in panic mode because the Egyptian guards have arrived to implement infanticide. This is a purge. This yeah. is an actual purge that's it's going on. A genocide. Your heaven's in panic mode because they're gonna throw her baby into the Nile. And she's like, okay, I can't I can't allow this to happen this way. No. She literally makes a choice. She's like, I can either let them take my kid or I can send him adrift in a basket in the Nile. And like they they kind of in the movie like rob Yoheved like of a little bit of her agency here because she did this on purpose. She knew that the Nile's current would carry this basket past where the king's daughter went to bathe. Yeah. Yeah, she knew that it was likely that he was going to get picked up if not by anybody by the queen. Mhm. Yeah, or by the queen's daughter or whatever. It's, because in the biblical story it's Pharaoh's daughter. Yeah. that adopts Moses, not necessarily Tuya. Oh god, and she's pushing the basket away from herself and it's it's going out onto the current. At Ross, I'm I'm crying. The river, the river flow gently for me. Such My God, what a decision! Oh my, how do you do that? I, I, I mean, I know. I, it's just like I guess there's two things that could happen here. He could get all the way to this to to where Cairo's power sits, or he could die. Yeah, and then he wouldn't know the difference. And so Miriam runs along the bank, like follows the basket down the Nile. I'm sorry, D E D dead. Oh yeah, this <laughs> baby would not have lived. Well. You know, that's what the narrative is going for, is that God saved him from the river. Mm -hmm. And so the basket floats on past the palace, or not past the palace, like into the palace, like into like a, I I don't know, a tributary Mm -hmm. or whatever. And there's Tuya with her son, Ramesses. And she's like, huh, huh, a basket. (laughs) That's interesting. And like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The mom is... Too hot for Stop. a cartoon. Stop! Too hot for a cartoon character. I know Tuya is good looking, and it's Helen Mirren. I know it's. <laughs> I think it's the Helen Mirren of it for me. Little baby Moses knows he's cute. <laughs> yes, he does. And the way she's smiling at him, and he's like, <laughs> he's like blushing. He's curling his own hair on his <laughs> finger. I love that so much. The way that her, I guess you could call them handmaids. Yeah. That are are like looking at her disapprovingly, like, like are you just... noticing the color of this child? <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, shut the fuck up. This thing is cute. I'm keeping it. Well, that's the thing. The daughter, Pharaoh's daughter, knew that he was a Hebrew. Uh-huh. And that if she didn't save him, he would be killed. She took pity on him. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're now we're just going to raise Moses in the palace of Egypt. And like... Miriam is witness to all of this. Brother, you're safe now, and safe may you stay. For I have a prayer just for you. Grow, baby brother, come back someday. Come So we get quite a time jump. At quite a time jump. Some might say 20 years. <laughs> yeah, we're young men now. Yeah. And like, guys, you know what I love about this movie? What is do you love? The way they depict 
Moses and Ramesses as like young princes being just a pair of good old boys, never meaning no harm. Um, I, I <laughs> listen, listen. They are wreaking havoc. Like, yeah, they are running through the streets. They are racing in chariots and they are destroying half the construction that's going on <laughs> in the main temple of Seti. This sequence is so cool. <laughs> Moses, admit it, you've always looked up to me. Yes, but it's not much of a view. <laughs> yeah! There's a gigantic, like, colossal, like, super colossal stone. St- I don't know if it's a building. I don't know <laughs> if it's just a statue. It's probably a tomb. But it's of Seti, of the current pharaoh. Mm-hmm. And they, they are riding these chariots up the scaffolding. <laughs> What do they think is going to happen? Oh, my God. And then they get to the top, and then they start going down, and they drag that man off that ladder. Oh, no. And he accidentally paints a smiley face (laughs) underneath Seti's nose. And then the scaffolding falls over and knocks the nose off. (laughs) Like the noseless sphinx. That thing would have gone right down through all that scaffolding. Yeah. The way it's slowly falling through. Yeah, because that's the tension, right? They're running away from it. Yeah. And like they're like the whole scaffolding collapses and it causes all of the sand. Oh, yeah. The sand bank. The sand dam. It's a sand dam. (laughs) I love that you know that. (laughs) Sand dam. Thank you, ma'am. Do you know how many people just died? Oh my god. When this thing came down. That's so horrible. Also, Hotep and Hoy. I love that they're constantly ruining Hotep and Hoy's day. <laughs> Hotep and Hoy are the high priests of the of the temple of Egypt. Uh-huh. And uh yeah, they're no fun Nancys. And I mean, I don't think this is fun either. They probably got some people killed, but they're so mad. I love how Moses and Ramesses are running away. You don't think they'll get in trouble for this, do you? No, not a chance. Why do the gods torment me with such reckless, destructive, blasphemous sons? Father, hear what I... Be still, Pharaoh speaks. Cut to them getting in trouble. Daddy Picard is mad, as you've written. (laughs) Yeah, Daddy Picard (laughs) is mad. Like, both Ramesses and Moses are like, Dad, come on. Yeah, they're like, just having some fun. But, like, Seti especially is tough on Ramesses, because he's the one who's supposed to inherit this crown, right? Of course. And so, yeah, he's a little worried about him being, I don't know, reckless. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, he's just so tough on him. I understand, Father. And do you understand the task for which your birth has destined you? The ancient traditions. When I pass into the next world, then you will be the morning and evening star. One damaged temple does not destroy centuries of tradition. But one weak link can break the chain of a mighty dynasty. All right, Seti. (laughs) <laughs> and then Moses is like, hey, do you, do, you, do you have to be so harsh? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> you guys destroyed a temple today. <laughs> it's not nothing. They think they're being too, they think he's being too hard on them. <laughs> guys, people died making that temple. Do you know how many enslaved people have died creating that? Yeah, it's horrible. I just, it even said he's aware. Yeah. Now, granted, he's thinking of this in terms of economics yeah. and not in humanity, but anyway. I love the statue of Seti. 
that Ramesses is sitting in the lap of. He's sitting in Daddy's lap. He's literally sitting in Daddy's lap, and brooding. He's, he's moping. And I love that Moses is knitting. <laughs> he's yeah. stitching something. I don't know what. But it's, it's a bag. It's a bag, isn't it? Yeah, it's the it's the water balloon. And he leans up against that statue at the bottom of it and goes, "Well, that went well." <laughs> he just he knows he knows he doesn't have any of the real responsibility here. <laughs> Ramesses is like he's practically blaming me for the ruin of his kingdom. And Moses is like, "Oh yeah, I can see it now. There go the pyramids." <laughs> The Nile drying up single-handedly, you will bring the greatest kingdom on earth to ruin. Tell me this, Moses, tell me this. Why is it that every time you start something, I'm the one who ends up in trouble? Moses fills up that bag with some punch and drops it on Hotep and Hoy. <laughs> and then steps away from the edge. <laughs> so they look up and they just see Ramesses. Ramesses, you're in trouble, Ramesses, young man. Ramesses, get down here. I think you owe us an apology. Oh, my <laughs> new thing. You're in trouble. Oh, my new thing. They didn't have a name for it. It's just his thing. I am so upset. We'll tell Pharaoh. And then Ramesses dumps the rest of the punch on them. You might as well. So guess what else? We're late. Yeah, we're late for the banquet in uh, Ramesses' honor. Because I guess Ramesses is going to get a promotion within the family. A promotion, indeed. Within the firm. Within the firm, yes. He's going to be made Prince Regent, which you had to explain this to me. It's basically like uh, Diet Pharaoh. Okay. (laughs) Regency is when you give someone uh, subordinate to the sovereign power the actual power. Okay. So, so like, example. Diet Pharaoh. Mad King George III was too fucking crazy in the last ten years of his life to be the king. So they made his son, George IV, the Prince Regent, the one with the actual power. So, like, Seti's kind of stepping back. Seti wants to sit on his throne and look at all the big statues of himself now. He doesn't want to do any more work. He just wants to be. So Ramesses is getting all of the work. So at the banquet... This is horrible. Um, <laughs> Imagine that. I went down a tra- I went d- a traffic hole. I went down a rabbit hole trying to figure out exactly what was going on here. Because um, as a present for Ramesses, for his, quote, promotion, we are presenting a Midian girl from across the Red Sea. Indeed. As, as a gift. As a gift. And like I was like, what exactly is happening here? And I, I wrote, the word is human trafficking. Yeah, no, the word is human trafficking. This is Zipporah. Zipporah, God loves Zipporah. I know, Zipporah is not going down without a fight. She, I love her so much. No, 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 that's generous, but... I won't be given to anyone, especially an arrogant, pampered palace brat. <laughs> Are you going to let her talk to you like that? <laughs> You will show the proper respect for a prince of Egypt. But I am showing you all the respect you deserve. None! No! Wait! I am showing you all the respect you deserve. None! And I'm like, yes, bitch, whip that around! She pulls the rope out of Hotep's hands and starts swinging it around, and Moses, like, grabs onto it. Be still! Untie this rope! Demand you set me free! Be still! Let me go! As you wish. (laughs) 
she goes right backwards into that pool. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Now, now she's humiliated and wet. And enslaved. Oh, my God. This is literally... Uh, listen, this... I, this was always billed as a kid's movie. Yeah. Zipporah is here for Ramesses to rape. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. No. Like, she is being trafficked. This is horrible. And, like, Ramesses decides he doesn't even want her. Yeah, just give her to Moses. That, just send her to Moses' chambers. And I'm like, that's so awful. And you know what? Moses, he gets a promotion. Royal Chief Architect. Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? That I, he's going to be in charge of, like, designing temples for him to well, then destroy? Daddy needs more temples. Mm, why? Da- Daddy needs hundreds of thousands of temples so that we know who's in charge. Oh, God. And to keep the enslaved people enslaved, you know? What What are the slaves going to do without work? That's so terrible. I, I know. And so, Moses, feeling like... An ass. Yeah. This is where we're beginning to gauge Moses' humanity yeah. for the first time. He goes to his chambers where Sephora's supposed to be tied up waiting for him. Yeah. Um, and uh, he turns back the curtain around his bed and it's the guard. Yeah, the, his uh, servant has been tied up in his bed <laughs> instead of Zipporah. And the doggies have been tied up so they don't make any noise. <laughs> and there is a sheet hanging down from his balcony. And like she is escaping. She's leaving the palace. She said, peace sign, nope. And so he follows her out of the palace and into the Hebrew village. And she's getting water from these two people by the well. Uh-huh. And she, he just kind of watches her leave. No, he's almost tickled. Yeah. That she got away like that. Yeah, I know. It, it's, it's great. But like, then the woman... The woman who was giving her the water is all of a sudden Twitter-pated. Yeah, she's like, oh my fucking God, it's you. We meet Miriam and Aaron. Mm-hmm. They... These are literally Moses' siblings. Yeah, you like, <laughs> we meet them as adults. I knew you cared about our freedom. Miriam. Freedom? Why would I care about that? Because you're... You're our brother. What? But you're here. You, you must know. Be careful, slave. Oh, my good prince. Um... She's, she's exhausted from the day's work. Uh, not that it was too much. We, we quite enjoyed it. But, but uh, she's confused and knows not to whom she speaks. I know to whom I speak, Aaron. And like, she- imagine Zipporah leading him to this well. I know. It was Zipporah that led him to this well. Oh my God. I know. That's so wild. Destiny. <laughs> At least in this narrative. <laughs> and like Miriam, Miriam knows it's him. Yeah. But he doesn't know who Miriam is. Oh, my God. And then Aaron, Jeff Goldblum is perfect as Aaron. Yes, he is. <laughs> she knows not to whom she speaks. No, to whom I speak, Aaron. Oh, my God. This is a lot to take in right now, and he's not hearing any of it. Oh, no. Aaron is dragging Miriam away. <laughs> he's trying to keep her from being executed. Your Highness, please. She's ill. She's very, very ill. Ill. We beg your forgiveness. He's literally dragging her away, and she is kicking and yelling. Our mother set you adrift in a Miriam. basket to save your life. <laughs> Save my life? From who? Ask the man that you call father. How dare you? God saved you to be our deliverer. Enough of this. And you are, Moses. You are the deliverer. I said enough! Grabs her by the wrist and throws her on the ground to say enough. And he's sauntering away from them. And then... Miriam starts singing the lullaby that Yo Heaven sang to him before she sent him adrift. I'm going to cry again. For two reasons. One, because it's very emotional. And two, it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> yeah, Tell doesn't. us why, Carrie. Because. 
because it's like she he's walking away and he sees that her hair is whipping across her face with the one tear yeah like yo heaven just like yo heaven and i'm like how is that relevant he was in a basket with a lid on it. Yeah, how is he supposed to even have a vague image of what that is? <laughs> but like, I think what they mean is that he's recognizing the lullaby. And, oh no. Oh yeah, <laughs> this triggers a existential crisis. <sighs> what a great song, too. Oh, it's amazing. This is where Moses questions everything in All I Ever Wanted. Oh my god. What I love about the beginning of this song is the way A. McByram is performing it is with heavy breath. Like he's like running. Like he's running. Yeah. Because he's running all the way back from the Hebrew village to the palace. I'm gleaming in the moonlight. Cool and clean and all I've ever known. All I ever wanted. Sweet perfumes of incense. Graceful rooms of alabaster stone. All I ever wanted singing about how grand the palace is and about how this is his home and he's supposed to be a prince of Egypt and there's no way he could possibly... We're just denying, denying, denying. Yeah, we, there's no way we can be a Hebrew. Yeah. He's really questioning everything he ever knew about himself. Like, this woman claims to be his sister, claims to know more about his origins than he does. Like, I'd be shaken. I am a sovereign prince of Egypt, a son of the proud history that's shown, that's on everyone. Surely this is all I ever wanted, all I ever wanted, all I ever Now, listen, I don't know if in the story of Exodus, uh, Moses has a vision of this or not, but after he's done with this song, we get this dream sequence. Oh, no. With this very Hans Zimmer score to the back of it. Well, this is, this is, this is traumatizing. Moses is having this dream sequence of what Seti did to the Hebrews and their children yeah. when this campaign of slavery began. And it's all in hieroglyphics. I, which is, hey, I love the way they did that. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, cause it's like, it allows them to be brutal without being graphic. It is etched on every wall, Moses. Yeah. It's been around you this entire time, and you're only now starting to see what happened. Because the thing is, this dream, he wakes up from this dream and he's like, wait a minute, that can't be real. And so, it's not like he had to go back into a long hallway that he's never been down or anything. Mm-hmm. This is like in one of the main chambers of the palace. I know. And it's right up there on the wall, and he never bothered to look at it. He's searching around with that torch, and he finally comes on that colossal image of Pharaoh pointing into the Nile. All of the Egyptian guards are throwing infant Israelites into the Nile, where alligators are waiting for them at the bottom. Oh my god! <laughs> this breaks him it does it does because now he knows it's true yeah and seti seti on cue this is like when harry's finding the mirror of erised <laughs> and, and dumbledore's just, just in the wall yeah he's just there was seti just pondering in the corner ma what are you doing sitting here in the dark <laughs> Don't make me laugh. This is don't make me laugh. This is horrible. I know, I know it is horrible. This this is kind of disturbing. It is big disturbing. Because Seti comes up behind him and puts his hand on the back of his head and goes. The Hebrews grew too numerous. 
They might have risen against us. Father, tell me you didn't do this. Moses, sometimes, for the greater good, sacrifices must be made. Sacrifices must be made. The way his eyes get wide. Oh my god! It's, it's like Dumbledore and Grindelwald. For the greater good. That's so... Uh, uh, and like his face, he, Moses' face is, he could not be more horrified. And like, he gives him this big hug. And he goes, Oh my son, they were only slaves. Moses just backing away from him slowly. Uh-uh, uh-uh, you ain't my daddy no more. Uh-uh. You is not my daddy anymore. We get this scene that I'd kind of like to skim over. It has a very pretty song in it. It's an All I Ever Wanted reprise. Yeah. And it's basically Tuya coming to Moses and being like, look, I know this is crazy, but the gods chose you to be here. Uh-huh. The Egyptian gods. She means the Egyptian yeah, gods. Yeah, she doesn't mean it. She means Ra and all the other ones. She doesn't mean Yahweh. But, um, so, yeah, she's like, you know what? You belong here. You are my son. You know, buck up, buttercup. And so, the next day... Moses is supervising the building of the temple. Because he's royal chief architect now. He has a job now. And now he's out, now with this new perspective, he's out watching the Hebrews being abused. It's almost like he's just now seeing the slavery go on around him for the first time. Yeah, it it's so insane. Do you want to talk about this? Because I'm struggling. He sees Miriam and Aaron working on the temple, but he sees an Egyptian guard whipping a Hebrew slave mercilessly. Like, because this slave is malnourished, dehydrated, and is going to die, but this Egyptian guard won't accept that and wants him to get back to work. And he just keeps whipping him and whipping him, and Moses can't take it. Stop it. Stop. Stop it. Leave that man alone. Moses. Jumps on his shoulders uh-huh. and pushes him off the scaffolding. That Egyptian guard falls all the way to his death. He just killed a man. I do. I really wish they had stayed true to the Bible. <laughs> that Moses killed him on purpose and tried to hide the body. Oh yeah. my God! And Moses just starts running for the edge of the city. And Ramesses is like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Where are you going? And he's like, bye-bye. Yeah, Moses, he's like, Ramesses catches up to him in the carriage and he's like, listen, man, I can make this all go away. Moses is like, you don't understand. I'm a murderer now. I just killed a man. And like, Ramesses is like, I am Egypt, the morning and evening star. What I say goes. And honestly, Ross, I'd do it for you. That's that's bad. It is bad. That's bad, but I love you. I acknowledge that that's bad. <laughs> but you're my brother. I love you so much. I don't want you running out into the desert by yourself. The way that you identify with Ramesses. I do not identify with Ramesses. You're doing it right now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just acknowledge the love for one's brother, okay? Oh, okay. Stop it. I know you're not trying to be horrible, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> Moses takes Ramesses. Ramesses by the shoulders and is like, All I've ever known to be true is a lie. I'm not who you think I am. What are you talking about? Go ask the man I once called father. Moses just runs out into the desert, 
no supplies, no plan. He just wants to not be there. He doesn't know where he's going. He wanders the desert. Desert? Desert? He, he wanders the desert. He loses his shoes, his wig. Yeah. You know, he, and, and all that hot Egyptian sand. Oh, my God. And he gets stuck in a sandstorm. <laughs> Until a camel pulls him out by the hair. <laughs> a stranded camel discovers his hair in the middle of the sand, thinks it's grass. <laughs> it literally pulls him out of the sand. And I'm like, camel, where's your mommy? Like, where's your owner? He notices that the camel's got a water bag on him. And he's like, holy shit. <laughs> and then basically has this camel drag him all the way into Midian. Yeah. Where Zipporah's from. Camel drops him next to this well where all these other animals are drinking. The rams and the sheep. Yeah, the rams. They're so cute. And then he notices these two little girls being harassed by these men. I don't know what they are. Are they traffickers? They must be. I don't know. I, they are trying to get those girls to come with them. Uh-huh. And Moses sees it happening, and he... He unties their camels. Hey, you. Aren't these your camels? No, 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 no way. Stop. He sets those traffickers' camels free and then, devoid of strength, just falls backwards into that well. <laughs> and it's like the daughter. I love the image of the daughters peering over the side slowly. <laughs> Like, is he dead? Yeah. <laughs> and they're try- They're in the middle of trying to pull him out. And wouldn't you know, they are Zipporah's little sisters. They are. And Zipporah comes up to them and like, what are you guys doing? What, what are you up to? She helps them pull him back out of that well. And it's obviously Moses. <laughs> she recognizes him. Yes, she does. She, he also put her into a body of water quite recently. And she just, she takes one look at him and she drops his ass back in she that goes, well. You. <laughs> you. <laughs> oh! The way she fans out her tunic and goes, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Zipporah so much. That's why Papa says she'll never get married. Cut to uh, Moses being manhandled by the women of the village. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> there's a strange man in town and he needs a bath. And we need to wash him. <laughs> we must do it. He can't do it himself. No, Moses is being embraced by the Midianites. And Zipporah's father, Jethro, is their high priest. He's like their leader. Midian Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, he's a big guy. He's huge. Yeah, he is huge. I love him. He's like the ghost of Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a long white beard and that big chesty Danny Glover voice. Ah, you are most welcome. You should not be a stranger in this land. You have been sent as a blessing. And tonight, you shall be my honored guest. Is immediately embracing Moses because he saved his daughters. Yeah. He saved his daughters from a bad fate. And like... Like, it's just, I love the way that they take him in and they clean his ass up and they give him something to eat. Like, they're all sitting down to a feast Mm -hmm. around the fire. Jethro is up there singing Moses' praises, how thankful they are that he came to them when he did. (laughs) Moses is like, no, 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 no. I've done nothing in my life worth honoring, believe me. Oh, poor Moses. And Jethro's like, first you rescue Zipporah from Egypt. Then you defend my younger daughters from brigands. You think that is nothing? 
It seems you do not know what is worthy of honor. Guys, this takes us into Through Heaven's Eyes. I love this song so much. I do too. It makes me so happy. I know. He's been in such a bad place and until it's now. Such a powerful message, too. Yeah. Like Jethro's singing about how it's not just one piece of yourself that defines who you are. A man can change his stars. That's right. That, that's <laughs> absolutely right. Way to throw it back. <laughs> so, how can you see what your life is worth or where your value lies? You can never see through the eyes of man. You must look at your life Look at your life through heaven's eyes Oh, it's a party! Oh, I friggin' love it! Throughout this whole song, we see Moses becoming a member of their community, becoming a Midianite himself. We see him getting closer to Zipporah. He's take he's fancying himself the shepherd. Yeah, he's you know, taking on responsibility. He's got a flock to look over now. I love this line. If a man loses everything he owns. Has he truly lost its worth? Or is it the beginning of a new and brighter birth? That's why we share all we have with you. Though there's little to be found when all you've got that is nothing, nothing there's, there's a lot, lot to go around. around. I love that. And of course, guys, you must learn to join the dance. You guessed it, guys. Zipporah and Moses are falling in love. And a five, six, seven, eight, we're getting married. So how do you judge what a man is worth? By what he builds or buys You can never see with your eyes on earth Look through heaven's eyes Look at your life Look at your life Look at your life I know. It's what a beautiful piece of music. <laughs> also, Moses has gotten way hotter <laughs> stop! since he left Egypt. <laughs> no, do not even say stop to me because you agreed with me when we I were did. watching it. You were like, oh no, he is. Oh no, he's hot. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, this is where. <laughs> here we go. This is it, guys. <laughs> the friggin' incident. This is here it is. The friggin' incident. This is one of the most famous images from the Bible that we're coming up on here. A lamb is getting away from the flock, and Moses is obviously going to go after it. Yeah, that's he, his literal job. He chases this lamb into, I don't know, a mountainous cavern. Yeah, it's like a craggy area, and like there's this cave. I, I think this is around Sinai. Yeah. Mount Sinai, where he would famously later in life find... The Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. Yeah, and like there's this cavern with this weird light coming out of it, right? Uh Uh-huh. He's like, oh, that's weird. I gotta check that out. And he walks into this cave and there's a bush that looks like it's on fire, but the fire's like... Blue and real smoky. You know what that means when fire is blue. What? It's really fucking hot. (laughs) But then he puts his hand out in the flame and it doesn't burn at all. I know. And he's like, what the hell is going on? I'll tell you what's going on. The God of the Israelites. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. He He turns to this bush and he's talking to the bush. Who are you? I am that I am. I don't understand. I am the God of your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
I love that they chose Val Kilmer to do God. I know. Like, it's him, It's almost like God would speak in your voice anyway. Yeah. If you were talking to God. Oh, my goodness. I feel like you hear, because, like, for a lot of people hearing God, they hear it in their own voice. Yeah. Because that's the only voice you can hear in your own head. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I mean? Moses is immediately removing his sandals. <laughs> no, God's like, take off your shoes. And he's like, <laughs> you're on holy ground. And he's immediately taking the shoes off his feet. And he's like, holy crap. Apparently, this is a huge reason for why people want you to take shoes off in their house. It's not the carpet. <laughs> It's not the garbage. It's not that you're tracking shit in. It is now. <laughs> it is now. But it used to, it comes from, hey, this is a holy space for all of us. Please take your shoes off. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. That's lovely. You're in God's house now. God's like, you shouldn't have come in here, man. <laughs> I'm choosing you. No, yeah. We all know what's going to happen here, right? God is going to task him with leading the Hebrews out of Egypt. It's a very big job. You're going to be a star, baby. <laughs> God. I'm sorry. No, that's not what the bush says. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> God. It flares a bunch and it's like, you're going to be a star. And like Moses, Moses is like, no, man, no, you do not want me going back there and messing that up. And like God, like God gets real mad at him for a second. You've chosen the wrong messenger. But I was their enemy. I was the prince of Egypt, the son of the man who slaughtered their children. You've, you've chosen the wrong messenger. How, how can I even speak to these people? Who made man's mouth? Who made the deaf, the mute, the seeing, or the blind? Did not I? Now go! Oh, Daddy Bush is mad. Oh my god. But then, like, it's so weird. The light picks him up. Uh-huh. The light picks him up. I shall be with you when you go to the king of Egypt. But Pharaoh will not listen. So I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders. Take the staff in your hand, Moses. With it, you shall do my wonders. I shall be with you, Moses. Moses. And he's like crying when he gets out of the cave. Oh my God. And you know what? He never puts his shoes back on. That's right. He spends the rest of the movie barefoot. I've never noticed that before. Yeah. And then I love this little music swell where he goes, he runs to Sephora to tell her about all the bullshit that just happened. <laughs> like, God, Sephora, you're never going to believe what the bush asked me to do. The way Sephora has to, like, sit down uh, yeah. while, she, while he's telling her this, she's like, what did you smoke? Yeah. You know? I like, mean, I, if I were her, I would think he'd had heat stroke. When he gets to the end of telling her, the way she's just staring at the ground grimacing. And she's like, okay. You're going to do this? She's like, you're really... Okay. Yeah. We're doing this. But I'm going to come with. Yeah. I love her so much. He's asking a lot. She, re- He really is. And I love how they're they're riding away on the camel and the Midianites are waving to them. And I expect Moses to turn over his shoulder and go, all right, when I get back, I'm going to have like a lot of people with me. <laughs> Someone might want to do a grocery run. <laughs> We're going to need to make some room. <laughs> and like Moses goes directly to the palace of Pharaoh yeah. when he gets back to Egypt. Things are bigger now. Oh, yeah. 
It's been, he's been gone a few years. A long time. A long, long he's time. He's been gone a long time. Pharaoh's got his own kids now. Yeah. Got a wife of his own. Ooh. Yeah. He's got a little boy, like probably like, I don't know, 10, 12. Wives of his own, I should say. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh boy. And like Ramesses sees him walking up towards his throne and it's a reunion. I know. Ramesses is so happy. Of course, Hotep and Hoy step in and are like, um, your majesty, he killed a man and then fled the jurisdiction. We're going to need to do something about that. <laughs> and Pharaoh's like, listen, shut the fuck up. I'm the morning and the evening star. What I say goes. I am the morning and the evening star. Ramesses, it shall be uh, as I say. I pardon forever all crimes of which he stands accused. And we'll have it known that he is our brother Moses, the prince of Egypt. When Ramesses proclaims that it's Moses, everyone is scandalized, positively clutching their pearls. Yes, they are. And Moses is like, listen, man, um, things are a little different. I'm walking with God now, the God, God, capital G. And here's the thing. He's not happy about the fact that you're enslaving his people. You know I am a Hebrew. And the God of the Hebrews came to me. What? He commands that you let his people go. Commands? Yeah. Oh! Oh! Demands. And then, like, Moses does the first miracle, right? He holds out his staff, and it turns into a cobra. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool! Behold the power of God. And if I were in the back of that all, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and Ramesses is like, oh, oh, that's real cute. Yeah. And then he- Oh, he's not even phased. Not at all. He tells Hotep and Hoy to get to work. Yeah, I know. He's like, Fred, George, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> this takes us into playing with the big boys now. This is so- uh, The theater of this number. The big boys. <laughs> this is Steve Martin and Martin Short, absolutely. Oh my god. They're like drawing all the curtains, there's a spotlight, yeah, and they just start naming Egyptian gods. And he's like, you think you have the power of one god on your side? <laughs> we the power of Ra. You're playing with the big boys now. Playing with the big boys now. Oh, that's pretty. Every spell and gesture tells you who's the best. You're playing with the big boys now. You're playing with the big boys now. This is where Steve Martin and Martin Short get to exercise their <laughs> dynamic, right? Yes, absolutely. Like, I I don't know what magic they think they're doing. Yeah. Like, Moses is doing actual spiritual magic. They're just doing illusions. Yeah, like, they're, they're magicians. Yeah. And, like, that's, that's the thing, is that in the Bible, Pharaoh's priests were always trying to match Moses trick for trick, mm -hmm. just to prove that they were mightier than his God. Indeed. And, like, here's the thing. They are just, they are dancing around like, na 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 na, we are more powerful than you. Like, Hotep and Hoy produce their own snakes to fight Moses' staff snake. Mm -hmm. And like, 
everybody's so distracted by all the smoke and mirrors that no one sees the cobra devouring the two other snakes. Yeah, like at the same time. I'm like, oh my god! Oh my god, Yahweh is here. It's so sick. Or it's your own grave you'll dig. Or you're playing with the big boy. 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 They love it. And you know I love the end of that song because as everybody's cheering, Hotep's like, they, they love, love it. it. <laughs> <laughs> These two queens. I, I can't with them. So Pharaoh takes Moses into a, a side chamber or whatever so they can talk. And he's like, okay, now be serious. What's this all about? <laughs> And he's like, no, man, I'm actually here to take away your forced labor. Yeah. Like, th- this is real. He gives the ring back that Ramesses gave to him oh, when he made him the architect. Not the ring of the royal chief architect. Yeah. He places that ring onto the throne. I'm sorry. Yes. I had hoped... He puts that ring to his mouth and just is like has his head bowed. And it's like a real tense moment where he's like thinking. And then with the music vamping, his eyes fly open. And he, he literally sits up, puts his crown on and goes, I don't know her. I do not know this god. Neither will I let your people go. Ramesses, please, you must listen. I will not be the weak link. Oh no. The daddy issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so Pharaoh doubles the workload for all of the Hebrews uh-huh. j- because Moses tried to throw his staff around. The, the audacity. Uh, right? And like Moses is out amongst the Hebrews and this is where Aaron starts reading him to filth. Yeah. He's like, when did you start giving a shit about us? Yeah. In fact, Moses, when did you start caring about slaves? Was it when you found out that you were one of us? Don't listen to him. No, he's he's right. I did not see because I did not wish to see. Oh, you didn't see because you didn't wish to see. Ah, well, that makes everything fine then, doesn't it? Aaron, <laughs> you shame yourself. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jeff Goldblum. Aaron is so not believing it at this point. No. But Miriam, Miriam's very forgiving of Moses. Of course. She knows. She believes he's the deliverer. Yeah, she knows she, that he's there to bring them out of bondage. She tells him, you know, God did not abandon you. So don't you abandon us. Okay. We gotta drop our balls in the water again. <laughs> oh my god. With a new pep in his step, Moses, followed by a bunch of the Hebrews, walks down to the edge of the Nile because Ramesses' like, riverboat is passing by. If there's anything monarchs love, it's a good boat party. Yeah. The rich have always loved their yachts. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and Moses runs to the bank and says, we've been trying to reach you about your vehicle's expired warranty. <laughs> <laughs> Ramesses... Let my people go! (laughs) Still gnawing away at that bone, are we? Carry on. You cannot keep ignoring us. Enough. I will hear no more of this Hebrew nonsense. Bring him to me. Moses! No! (laughs) 
Oh, and then all the guards jump into the Nile and they're coming after Moses with scythes. Yeah. To this great Hans Zimmer track. And Moses doesn't run, he just holds out his staff. Take the staff in your hand, Moses. Time to look wistfully into the sky and summon the power of God. And he sticks the staff in the river, and the river begins to turn into blood. The blood does not surround Moses, though. Yeah, it's it the stays water, away from Moses. The water around Moses is, like, clear. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, my God. Father, it's blood. Blood. <laughs> Me too. Me too, guys. Oh, my God. But here's the thing. Hotep and Hoy bullshit their way out of this, right? Like Hotep, Hoy, explain this to me. And Hotep... Uh... (laughs) Hotep literally takes out a basin of water, and I don't know, he's just got packets of Kool-Aid in his robes. (laughs) He does. He goes, by the power of Ra, and splashes that powder into the... (laughs) into the water and I go oh yeah and then he hands the Kool-Aid basin over to Ramesses Ramesses dips his hand in it and is like what an illusion you're funny Moses you're funny yeah and if y'all remember from Bible school the river turning to blood is the first of the ten plagues oh no oh yeah here comes Carrie's favorite bit (laughs) my favorite song (laughs) this takes us into my favorite song Known as the plagues or let my people go. And this is a duet between Moses and Ramesses. Oh, it, it is indeed. And you are always Ramesses and I am always Moses. <laughs> yeah, when we sing it in the car. <laughs> once I called you brother. Once I thought the chance to make you laugh was all I ever wanted. And even now, I wish that God had chose another, serving as your foe on his behalf. It's the last thing that I wanted. Guys, we've got frogs coming up from the river, lice, flies, the bugs infect the livestock. The livestock all dies out, the fields dry up, and like there's boils and hail firestorms firestorms from the sky and moses is just walking around like yeah this is really horrible but it needs to happen the locusts oh the locusts i I can't with the locusts i send the locusts on the wind such as the world has never I called brother. Why must you call down another blow? Do we feel bad for the Egyptians? I feel like you have to. A little. At least a little bit if you're a human being. Yeah, I mean, it's not really their fault, but also... It is? Their community is built off the back of the enslaved. Yeah. And like, I just... Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that Yahweh knows. Here's the thing the God of the Israelites knows. Until the Egyptians suffer... In the way the Hebrews have suffered, they're not going to get it. Right? They are just not going to get it. What always gets me is that shot of the two little Egyptian children, like, cowering, watching everyone run around and act crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. And Ramesses. 
you who I call brother. How could you have come to hate me so? Is this what you wanted? Then let my heart be hardened, and never mind how high the cost may grow. This will still be so. I will never let your people go. ends, you see all the great temples crumbling. Mm -hmm. All the great statues that were built by the Israelites crumbling. And then the plague of darkness falls. Probably was just a sandstorm. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. But like, all we know is that it's dark in the middle of the day now, right? And like, you know, Moses is like, okay, we've done a lot so far. I'm gonna go check on him. Yeah, like, the, the, the plague of darkness is the ninth plague. And remember, there were ten plagues. Yeah. And so Moses walks back into the ruins of the palace. It's fucking empty because everybody is either dead or has fled. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to stick around. And, like, I can't believe that Ramesses is right back in daddy's lap on that big statue. Mm-hmm. And Moses is coming up to him trying to wax nostalgic. And then Ramesses' little boy shows up. He's got a single torch, and he's like, Father, it's so dark. It's noon. <laughs> Where's the light? <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't that the man who did all this? Yes. But one must wonder why. Because no kingdom should be made on the backs of slaves. And, like, Moses is like, Look, man, I don't want to make you and your people suffer this way. But this like, is God. This is God. You can put an end to all of this if you will just free the Hebrews. And if you don't, something really bad is going to happen. Something terrible is coming. Something more horrible than ever before. Ramesses ain't budging. No. He's not going to do anything. Ramesses vows to kill the rest of the Hebrews. My father had the right idea about how to deal with your people. Ramesses. And I think it's time I finished the job. Ramesses. And there shall be a great cry in all of Egypt, such as never has been or ever will be again. All right. Guys, we have to talk about it. We have to talk about the tenth and final plague. Which is the death of the firstborn. Mm. Yeah, okay. God said, take the blood of a lamb and mark your door with it so I won't mark your family. Yeah. And And that's what the Hebrews do. They paint their doors with lamb's blood. And guys, this part's traumatizing. Of all the ways they could have depicted this, this is, I think, the least brutal way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even though it's still brutal. Like, it's night. And then in the sky... A star opens up and turns into this whirling thing of what looks like the flame of the burning bush. There's no music. I know. That's what makes it the most ominous. Yeah, and like... It's just dead quiet. It's so horrible. And this beam comes out of the sky and starts blanketing Egypt. And we see... The light coming up to certain doors, and it's marked with blood, it turns away. It goes into the Egyptian people's homes, and just the breath 
the breath that is being taken away from the firstborn. The sound of the children taking their last breath, like as in the life is literally being hoovered out of their bodies. Oh, that poor little Egyptian boy who falls over in the doorway. Yeah. And the pot breaks that he's carrying. These children did nothing, but like... Their parents did. Yeah, I know. And then the plague just goes back up into the sky. Oh, with the... I love it when it's going back into the sky, and you hear that one last breath, and it's Pharaoh's son... And you can see the little blip of light come out of the palace and follow it and the rest of it into the sky. And then you see the dawn start to break and you just hear the echoes of parents waking up to find their children dead. Oh, the wailing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Moses is like, okay, I... I gotta go check in again. Like, he he told him, Ross. He tried to tell him. Ramesses is carrying his son's lifeless body, and he sets it on that, I don't know, table, whatever it is. Like a stone slab. Yeah, and he covers him with a sheet, and he's leant over it. No crown. Beat to shit. Broken. You and your people have my permission to go. And, like, Moses tries to comfort him, but he won't have it. Leave me! Oh. It's too much. It is too much. And, like, after he leaves, Moses is walking through Egypt, listening to the wailing of all of the families. Yeah. And he starts crying, too. He can't take it. He's like, what have I done? What am I doing? Why is God doing this? But you, Why did this have to be the way it went? But you know what? We're almost out. Yeah, we're almost there. He goes back to the Hebrew village, and all the Hebrews are starting to come out of their homes. They realize it's all over, and they know. Moses tells them, we've been given permission to go. And this is where Miriam comes up to him and starts singing. Many nights we've prayed with no proof anyone could hear in our hearts a hopeful song we barely understood this is when you believe yeah this song is so beautiful i know it's the actual exodus happening guys yeah we're gathering everybody in the middle of the village we're getting ready to leave on mass i love that shot of aaron poking his head out of the door like is it okay yeah are we good can we go (laughs) and you know what miriam is saying to everybody is god we have been believing for so long and and now it's happening we're finally being rewarded and just like the shots of everyone walking across the desolation of cairo Uh uh-huh i love the shot of the egyptian soldier taking off his like Head covering. His head covering and just like hanging his head. Like, good. Good. Good, you friggin' slave master. I I mean, I hope you're feeling the shame. Yeah. I hope they're all feeling the shame. There can be miracles when you believe. When you believe. The hope is frail. 
Moses leads them over the same bridge he took to leave Egypt. Mm -hmm. There's thousands of people. Yeah. It's insanity. And like, you know, they get away from Egypt and like, it's almost like they've gotten far enough away to take a breath and then... And start praying. Yeah. All the Hebrew children start singing. Adonai. Yeah. It means I sing unto the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness? In your mercy you lead your people to be redeemed. I will sing, I will sing, I will sing. You know, we are South Bend Shovel Slade yeah. by the end of it all. Oh, by the end of this song, Ross, every single time I'm weeping. For the record, when we do it in the car on the way to our thing tonight, uh-huh. I'm Miriam and <laughs> oh. you're Zipporah. Okay, all right. Oh, okay. I'm fine with that. All right, just making sure we're correct on that. Okay? Yes, yes. All righty, all righty. Uh-oh, here comes Pharaoh. Oh, Christ, they get to the Red Sea. Yeah, and Pharaoh has suddenly decided, eh, you know what? I'm not going to let him go. <laughs> Moses is like, this is a good, good, good enough place as any to sit down for a second. <laughs> but no. Pharaoh's right behind them. He's got guards. He's got chariots. Like, they are coming for them. (laughs) The Voldemort-like whale. Ross, this is where things get bananas. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And because, like, all the Israelites are like, oh, no, Sky Daddy, please do something. (laughs) And then... A fire NATO <laughs> comes out of the sky and draws a line of fire in Pharaoh's path so he can't get to the Hebrews. Yeah, it's just holding them up, right? Like, it's like a fire fence. <laughs> and, like, the Hebrews are pinned against the Red Sea. And, like, they and Everyone are, turns to Moses like, what's up your sleeve now, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> we need a way out of here. We are trapped. And so <laughs> Moses rolls for initiative and... <laughs> Shut up! Oh my god. He wades into the Red Sea. He rolled a d20. (laughs) Yeah, he (laughs) wades into the Red Sea, and he holds up his staff. Hold the staff in your hand. Yeah, this is so epic. He holds it over his head. With this staff, you shall do my wonders. And he 
brings that staff down in the middle of the ocean, and the water just goes... Just parts, man. Remember in Bruce Almighty where he's parting his tomato soup? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then water's just shooting up. Yeah. Into the sky, uh, breaking a clear path through the sea. Gavin Gavin called it a reverse Gandalf. Yes. You shall pass. You shall pass. You shall pass. This and is so cool. It's so beautiful. The animation is so beautiful, guys. Yes. Like that, the, I love the straight on head shot looking through the opening into the sea. That's the film cover. Yeah. That's the movie. That's one of the movie posters <laughs> is the shot straight down through the middle of the sea. Oh, my God. And everybody's wig. Everybody's like, um, are we going in there? Yeah, nobody's moving. <laughs> Everyone's terrified. Yeah. Wouldn't you be terrified? I would be terrified. Because they know what Moses wants them to do. But you know what I love? Mm. And I think this is my favorite part of the movie. Is it? Aaron... Aaron the Doubter, yeah. with his bag slung over his shoulder, just starts walking, and he turns around and looks at everybody else like, are you coming? Are you coming? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. This is our only way. He went from not trusting him at all to trusting him implicitly. I mean, how could you not? <laughs> he just parted the sea. So now we're walking through the Red Sea, and it's very treacherous, and people are losing everything they own along the way. Yeah, they have to leave it. And in godlike fashion, because God never makes anything 100% easy, <laughs> they're almost through the sea. Oh, yeah. And he picks then to turn off the fire nato. Yeah. <laughs> the fire nato goes back up into the sky. And just, that's only, only then does Pharaoh get a shot that everyone is gone <laughs> yeah. and the sea has been parted. And the Egyptians are like, what in the absolute fuck? <laughs> and Pharaoh's like, don't just stand there. Let's kill them all. And then they go charging into the sea. And like, guys, the Hebrews are almost out. Like Moses is at the back making sure everybody gets out. The ocean is opening up at the other side. The light is coming through. Moses sees these soldiers coming and he looks up just in time to see the water start to fall. Oh yeah, no, got, Yahweh's got something in his back pocket, always. <laughs> and he floods the Egyptians out of the sea. Oh, that shot where the water's rushing towards Pharaoh? Yeah. Gavin was like, noses! <laughs> noses. <laughs> Shut up. And then, like, I love that the sea is quickly filling back up, and there is a baby <laughs> crawling by itself, and it's the last thing Moses picks up before he runs out onto the shore. <laughs> Just snatches that child away from death. And, like, guys, they're... They made it. They made it. They're all standing on the other side. Like... What in the actual fuck? Like, you can hear the water. The water is coming back in. And, like, they're all just staring out into the nothing. All the guards are gone. Yeah. All the danger's gone. And it's just so quiet. And, like, Moses is just looking out at the water, thinking about Ramesses washed up on a rock somewhere. Oh, damn, that's so fucking wrenching, but at the same time, 
fuck Ramses, you know? No, I know. I feel bad that Moses lost his brother. Yeah. But, like, at at, at what cost, I'm okay with. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I understand. I understand. And so now, oh, here comes the Hans Zimmer music again. Oh, yeah. Everyone, I love them. My favorite image is the man picking up the soil and letting it run through his hand. Because he's like, wow, my own. This is free land. This is me. Yeah. This is my future. Yeah, they're going to wander the desert for 40 years before they get anything concrete established. (laughs) But, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, no one can believe it. Everybody's dancing. Everybody's cheering. And Zipporah turns to Moses and goes, look. Look. Look at your people, Moses. They are free. No, not the tears. Oh, she's like, you did it, boo-boo. Yeah, you, you did, did it. it. I can't believe it. And like Moses does what he's famous for doing, right? He goes up into the mountains and when he comes down, He's got the Ten Commandments. He's like, listen up, y'all. I know we just determined everything for ourselves. (laughs) The human right of self-determination. Isn't it beautiful? But guess what? I've got some rules. Sky Daddy wrote down (laughs) some rules. Yeah, but the ending of this is great, isn't it? Because, like, we see Moses carrying the Ten Commandments down from the mountains, Mm -hmm. and he's looking over the entire settlement. Uh It goes on forever. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Don't you have goose pimples on your eyelids? Oh my god, guys, what a great movie. Like, just what a great movie. Is it problematic? Yes. Yes, it is problematic. We acknowledge that. But at the same time, just DreamWorks, you did not have to go this hard. It's so moving. I know. I've never, I don't know of another animated film that's this moving. Like, we are not, we are not. Christians. We are not. We, absolutely not. We were raised in churches, but we we are not religious. No. We are spiritual. We are not religious. But though. we are not religious. And this just makes me feel so many things. It fills you with the power of God. It really does. Yeah. Like, like and that's the thing. The power of God is in many things, right? It, exactly. And only some people call it God. But whatever that is... It's energy when you get right down to it. Yeah, it fills you up Mm -hmm. and scoops you out from the inside. Indeed. And, like, that's the thing. It doesn't matter if you believe in the Bible or not. It's an amazing story. I know. It's why Exodus is my favorite. Yeah, it's an incredible story. And I just... Uh, that's the thing. There's so many cool stories from the Bible. But they just get lost in the horrible horribleness that Christianity has become. Yeah, like men use it for their own agenda, right? Indeed. It j- I j- oh, I've been waiting to do that since we started this show. I know, right? I, I love those songs. And it it's like you always say about a lot of movies we covered. It's something I've always had. And something I will always have. And we cherish it so much because it's the power of people. Yeah. I mean, they had God on their side. They had the power of God and anime on their side. Yes, they did. But 
They still got out of there themselves. Yeah, they did. I mean, yes, it took the power of God to make it happen, but they became liberated. They became free. They threw off their oppressors. They said, fuck you, tyrant. We shall be free. We shall not be here anymore. It's a self-determination story. Yeah. And because that is what the human race is lacking so incredibly in the times that we live in, our human right to self-determination, to have a say in who is powerful over us, to have a say in how we treat each other, to have a say in how we make our livelihood and how we survive and how we support each other in this humanity that we have stuck together with staples and Elmer's glue, you know? (laughs) Guys, he's going off the rails a little bit. He's like shaking his fists. (laughs) And yes, God was involved, but at the end of the day, God is energy, God is the energy that propels life that is in all of us. You can call it God if that's what you believe that it is, but it's energy. And it's inside us. It's it's the physical, proven, kinetic energy that's inside all living things that powers us forward, that gives life the meaning that it has. And self-determination is always going to be at the hilt of all of that power. And that's why I love this so much, because they said no. They said no. And then, yes, every neighbor they've ever had since then has tried to destroy them. Yeah. It's still going on today in a very huge way. And it's almost like people think that it'll never be solved, that it is a problem that will continue forever. And that's why we just have to try and recognize the right and see the right. And know when things are wrong. Exactly. All right, let's get out of here. All right, folks, are we ready for some more biblical content? Yeah, guys, next week uh, it's going to be more Bible stories and music. We're going to be we're going to be using a bigger key to unlock <laughs> a bigger treasure chest of childhood nostalgia next week. Guys, next week we're going to be talking about Jonah, the VeggieTales movie. Uh, VeggieTales. And guys, on the Patreon, we might be doing some VeggieTales content. Yeah. We might be picking some episodic faves. In the meantime, guys, go follow us on Twitter at Kick and Stream. K-I-C-K-N-S-T-R-E-A-M. Uh, you can write the show at kickingandstreamingpodcast at gmail.com. That's with an and, not an ampersand. Please be practicing the three R's. Rate, review, retweet. Rate, review, retweet. Folks, we want everyone to come and listen to our Bible stories this month. <laughs> Let's get biblical. More quality content coming to you from Kicking and Streaming. (laughs) Until then, I'm Carrie. I'm Ross. And as always, sorry God. God. (laughs) Jeez. Oh my God.